Welcome back to the Irish Bear Show. It is great to be back. I am back here this week. I am feeling so much better. As m- many of you may have known, I've been sick for about two and a half weeks now. So it is, uh, it's great to be back on the show. It's great to be able to talk a little bit of Bears football. I am joined by Noel today. Noel, how are you doing? Not so bad, Kieran. Good to have you back. Glad you're feeling uh... 100% better than you were the last couple of weeks anyway. Oh, but, uh, it was rough. <laughs> it was rough. It sounded rough. Yeah, look, it's, it is it is good to be back to talk Bears, even though really there's not a lot of stuff that's going on in, in the entirety of the football universe right now. There's a couple of like interesting stories that we may end up have to touch on in a couple of days' time. I know there was like, a lot of the, there was that report from like, Adam Schefter saying there's going to be more suspensions coming up. I think all Bears fans are just praying none of the players are going to be with us. But look, it is it is very interesting to see how how this is going to go. But look, a bit of a different video today. Um, we're going to be kind of reminiscing back on some of the best free agency deals or ones that kind of got us excited. Because look, when nothing is going on in terms of actual Bears football, what we want to do is kind of think back of, what gets you excited going into the season? And really a lot of that comes to new players. And when you look at the Bears this year, it's such a vast contrast to what we've seen in previous seasons where you're seeing a team kind of add those players. And that's what we're here to do today is to kind of talk about kind of our favorite ones or not even just the absolute best, but ones where you remember being really excited like i think this year a lot of people were really excited when dj moore got signed right or got traded for um some people have mentioned like tremaine Edmonds and things like that so we wanted to kind of go back into it and see well what were some of them in the past that really got people excited and look we, we put out a post a couple of days ago and there's over 100 comments so we're going to kind of bring up some of those players as well here today um but before we get into the specifics I want to get your opinion on this, Niles. How excited do you get when the Bears make a, a free agency move or make a trade? Is it just that, oh, this is cool, the team gets better? Or do you get that kind of that youthful excitement that you had when you were a kid, when like your favorite team signed somebody? Or do you think as you kind of get a little bit older, you're like, let's wait to the season? Or do you still get those kind of, I guess, those goosebumps when your team does sign a, a good player? No, no, I'm still like a child on Christmas morning when, when a player comes in because I will find a way. Now, initially, I will find a way to talk myself into thinking that this player is the best player at that position. He's just going to be amazing. He's going to go out there and he's going to ball out. Now, obviously, as the season gets closer, realistically, you know, reality kind of pops in and I kind of work out who the player is or whatever. But initially, you know, every player they bring in, I can almost make a case for them being the best player out there. and It's brilliant. And you get that bit of a hype, but that's... That's football. That's what it's about. Like you're supposed to be happy and excited when your team are making moves and trying to get better. And hopefully, you know, there's been players out there that maybe we've been excited about that have turned out to be useless. And players you, you maybe were never kind of that pushed on who you weren't sure about, you know, surprise you and turn out to be brilliant. So that's that's the fun of it. Like you don't there's no guarantee hits and there's no terrible player, if you know what I mean. Initially, anything can happen at that kind of moment. And you know, then usually for the Bears, it pans out that the majority of them aren't great. But, you know, you get those one or two diamonds that, that find a way through. But, yeah, it's 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 always exciting because it's just 
parts of supporting the team, I guess. You just want to see them make moves and bring in good players and get better and keep it exciting. And yeah, I mean, just kind of thinking about it back today, there's there's a lot of ups and downs in players that I was kind of excited that we were getting who maybe didn't pan out. And as I say, players who you weren't sure of who turned out to be good, consistent players over a number of years. So yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of fun to dive into something like this when we have the time with, with nothing else kind of going on in the season. Yeah, absolutely. And look, very, very surprising here. We have a Niners fan in the, <laughs> in the house and he was uh, very nice to do a super sticker for $9.99. So we always appreciate anybody coming in. But look, absolutely. I think I think everybody feels the same way, right? Like, you, I, I'm not going to be one of those people that when the Bears sign somebody that you're straight away heading into kind of the negatives to do with this because you want to try and be more on the positive side and you want to try and be like excited that your team is getting better and that's what we wanted to kind of talk about today more so because i think it's important to when we look at this type of year there's been a lot of additions both in the draft but also in free agency and we know that the bears are healthy moving forward on on that front even into next year that Maybe some of these guys, maybe if we do this in a year's time, we do mention uh, Tremaine Edmonds where we were excited when it happened. But obviously, if he turns out to be like an absolute superstar in Chicago, suddenly next year, we're probably like, oh, he's one of those guys, right? Or maybe there's a signing next year, like a, a big time free agent that people kind of lose their shit over. But for now, well, I guess our two picks are going to be ones more into the possible in a successful era of Bears football. Um, so what we're going to start off with is I'll pick my guy first. So my selection, and most people are going to know about this just because it is in the thumbnail of the video. And I think this is one that when we put out the post, a lot of people had the same um, kind of thought process on as well. Um, and that is... He probably one of the most high-profile free agency signings because there wasn't too many before this player in terms of, I guess, trying to convince somebody to come to the Bears for that big money deal in kind of the prime of their career and or at least still incredibly productive, and that is Julius Peppers. Um, there's only so much that you can say about what he was able to bring to the bears when you look at some of the the best kind of free agent kind of guys out there in terms of when people talk about it peppers was that i think he was that first one when you looked at it i think wasn't it lovey smith about two minutes into free agency opening was at his door <laughs> hiding, <laughs> hiding in the bushes they yeah. said just wait for the yeah. time to, to take over exactly got that wasn't one of those days where there's this legal tampering and everybody was excited because Look, he was the big name free agent kind of candidate for a lot of teams that offseason in 2010. And look, the Bears were in that period that they had a really, really good defense. Obviously, still having the likes of Lance Briggs, Brian Erlocker, kind of the you know, Charles Tillman at the time. But they were still looking for that like elite edge player. And Julius Peppers gave that to them. So they paid him over a six-year period for $84 million. Now, and now towards the end, he didn't stay for the duration of, of that. But he was still a productive player all the way through. And I think this was the first kind of really 
I think, really hyped player that when we signed him, I like we said at the start of this video, you got those goosebumps. You got really, really excited because you knew you were getting kind of an all-pro type level player. And the best part of it was he made that immediate impact. Like we always hear of these guys that get these big money deals and then suddenly they move to another team and it doesn't work out. Well, straight away it did. Like Peppers in his first season with the Bears had eight sacks, 11 tackles for loss, 18 quarterback hits, nine passes defended, two interceptions. He made the Pro Bowl and he made the All-Pro team. Like that's the type of impact that you're looking for when you're going to pay somebody that amount. And look, we always see that like from when guys, I always remember, I think it was Mario Williams, maybe two years after Peppers, the same sort of thing happened when he moved where it was teams kind of vaunting for him and it didn't work out to the same level. But the fact that he did that and obviously making an all pro in that first year of a contract, big plus, but then he didn't stop from there. Like in 2011, his production increased and really made the pro bowl from 2010 all the way up to 2012 and gave the Bears, that kind of dominant pass rusher that you were looking for with their locker and Briggs. And obviously the whole point of this was it was around the time when you were trying to compete to win a Super Bowl because they had the defense to do it. But unfortunately, obviously, it always came back to the offense. But again, it's it was tough. It was tough, right? Like I think while Peppers was with the Bears, the Bears only made the playoffs once. And that will be one thing that people look back on knowing that they should have done more because that defense was good enough to at least make a couple of playoff runs. And it never happened. But I, I think the interesting part of it is when you looked at this as kind of a pure kind of excitement among the fan base, he gave the fan base that jolt of excitement. And it was one of those that I think a lot of people haven't had the exact same feelings. I think maybe more so now people have it for some of these guys, just because of the pageantry of free agency now, the whole thing is there's more trades now in the NFL than there was at that time. Like really it was free agency and that was it, right? Like even the draft is a completely different animal now versus back in 2010, back in 2010, a lot of people would watch it, but it wasn't so much where like you're having like watch parties and you're having like all your friends over and you're getting extreme or you're doing, 15 hour shows on the Irish bear show to, to do, to do the draft. But like, I think that's what makes this kind of an enigma a little bit. When we talk about these two players that we are going to be talking about in terms of more in the past, because then it was like that first day of free agency was that like hype period. But now there's a couple of those in, in the NFL kind of calendar, like the drafters, the free agency, like this is how ludicrous it comes. The final cut down day gets, so much because they're like oh this guy's available this guy's available on waivers like we're gonna do shows on that and everybody's gonna be really excited but when you actually go back to think of it it's it's not often that you actually were able to bring in one of the premier players in the league and i think that was the first time like there was always signings i liked that the bears have made from trout when i was a bears fan but i think this is the first one where i was like extremely hyped where like literally it was constantly watching highlights of Julius Peppers before he became a bear. And that's why this was my pick because I think he was the first one where I think I felt that like burst of excitement that I think a lot of fans do get to feel a little bit on a year to year basis now. And I wonder 
does that kind of take it away a little bit? Because back then, it was every couple of years, maybe you got a, a guy that you were could be extremely excited about. But he was one of the first for me. So look, with that, Noel, I'm, I'm going to let you talk a little bit about Julius Peppers, and then I'll let you kind of talk about your own selection. Yeah, no, I'm like you. When it comes to that Peppers deal, <clears throat> it really does feel like, as a Bears fan anyway, that first real megastar kind of free agent kind of deal that was getting done with all the hype, as we say, you know, all the stories about Lovey Smith being outside and ready to pounce as soon as the, the clock hit 12 or whatever. And But yeah, he, what a player, though. I mean, obviously he was dominant in, in Carolina. <clears throat> and then he came over to a Bears defense, which obviously Lovey Smith had built with some great players, you say, with Orlacher Briggs, Peanut, there was Tommy Harris was there. There was, there was you know, that was just a defense that was fun to watch at the time that really got after people and, and was was a top defense in the NFL. I mean, you bring in a player like Peppers then, it just, it was really, really exciting to see that player come in and to to hope, you know, how, how things could go with this kind of defense coming together. And as you say, it just didn't, things didn't click as they'd hope and they didn't kind of get to where they, they had wanted to get to and where we thought they may be able to. But that doesn't take away from watching this player. He was, like, he's, he's the kind of player the Bears would be going after now, that big freak athlete, like, that's just immense like you know and yeah he was he was a great player it's it's a shame where he ended up but we won't go go into that too much but um <laughs> but what a player and it was worth it was you know it was worth bringing him in for the excitement alone you know before he even got the actual production on the field but yeah what can you say that one will always stick out to me like we talked about the excitement coming into a free agency I actually didn't have as much excitement for the player I'm going to mention as I did for for Peppers because Peppers just does jump into my mind as that force really, really hyped up, exciting kind of free agent signing. Yeah, brilliant player. And you mentioned the stats, you know, he was double-digit sacks most seasons, I think, in his force when he got eight, his last when he got seven. But other than that, he was up around 11 and just a productive top player who... You know, made a really good defense better, and unfortunately, it, just for whatever reasons, it didn't kind of go more or less offensively wise. It didn't go where the Bears wanted to go. Yeah, absolutely. Look, let's move it on to to your selection. Obviously, you mentioned that maybe it wasn't as as hyped as the Julius Peppers because obviously Peppers coming in as that kind of superstar already. Um, but who was your selection where you got excited about when this player signed for the Bears? Yeah, for me, it's, as I say, I, I cheated a little bit. I know the question was the most hype play you, you kind of got up about in, free, in pre-agency. For me, I don't remember how hyped I was before he came in, but I remember how hyped he was. I was watching him, and that was Thomas Jones, who was signed in 2004. Uh, he came in, I think it was a three or four-year contract on 12, 12 million in around that. Uh, he had been a first-round selection uh, for the Cardinals, that kind of didn't work out for him there. Then he went to Tampa Bay and spent a season there. And again, whatever reason, didn't work out. It wasn't kind of didn't click for him. And then he came to Chicago and he was excellent. I mean, he came in Lovey Smith's fourth season, I think it was. They went five and 11, but he literally was the offense. He did carry that offense. You know, obviously the Bears like to run the ball. And Thomas Jones was this strong, powerful, you know, he was he wasn't the fastest, but he had that breakaway speed that if he see in the open field, he could go. He had a great ability to stop and and you know go back if if it closed in front of him, he could stop and, and find a gap and go back. 
but he was just powerful and he just hit people. He had a he had a stiff arm that could throw defenders on the ground. And in his fourth season with the Bears, he ended up with 948 yards. So not too far away from that 1,000-yard mark that was kind of the, the benchmark then anyway. But then his, fall, his second season then was 2005 when the Bears actually went 11-5. and five. Unfortunately, we got knocked out by the Panthers in the playoffs. But Jones was the second player to hit 1,300 yards rushing for the Bears that season after Walter Payton. And again, he just carried that offense on his back and he made that offense go, basically. Um, because as per usual, the Bears would have issues at quarterback and wide receiver and Shock. all over the place. So, <laughs> you know, some things, hopefully this year it's changed, but generally with the Bears, some things just, just haven't changed in a long time. But again, he was a guy that carried the carried the rock and he, and he made things happen. You know, and he also was good at receiving the ball. He gave them that option as well, which is really what you want in, in a featured back like that. But I just loved his attitude. I've, I've watched interviews about him since. I've seen interviews with, you know, teammates. And they talked about how important Thomas Jones was to that locker room. Never mind on the field. He he was an instant leader in there. And he he led by example out on the field. Uh, and then into his final season then with the Bears, again, he went over the 1,000-yard mark. He was 1,200 yards you know, and in those seasons, his fourth season, he had seven touchdowns. He had nine in the second one, and he had six in the third. And I just, I loved watching. I don't even know if it's because it was his last season was a Super Bowl run, and everything seemed that uh, to this day that is just my most fun year of my life watching that Bears team with Hester going, you know, doing what he was doing, and with Thomas Jones there, and then as we said, some of those guys on defense like Orlacker and Peanut and stuff, or players who were there at the time, you know getting a Super Bowl run together. And maybe that's why Jones sticks out in my mind a little bit more as well. But yeah, look, what a player. Um, it was it was a weird ending. And I, I know they drafted Cedric Benson number four in the 2005. Biggest mistake ever. But Biggest then they, ever. well, just it was for, just bringing Benson in alone was, but then, you know, you have to justify that number four pick. And Thomas Jones found himself being quickly shuffled out after the Super Bowl, which I think looking, I was, I was looking at the, the move. I think they ended up with Dan Bazine and maybe Garrett Wolf, thanks to the, the, the that trade, you know, with the Jets. And I mean, Thomas Jones went on to keep doing it with the Jets for, for years after that. And then I think he ended up at Kansas. But for me, I just, when you talk about free agents with the Bears, he is always the first name that jumped into my mind because he is a guy who, who had everything I want to see in the player. He was tough. He was strong. He didn't quit. He had an attitude that he wanted to win. <clears throat> and for me, definitely up there. Well, it is my favorite free agency signing for the Bears. So, yeah, hopefully we'll have a, a running back in here now that will be able to emulate that. But Thomas Jones, for me, stands out as, as just a, a great player and by all accounts, a great teammate and, and, and guy. Yeah, I completely agree. I, it still pains me. Kind of looking back at that Super Bowl, uh, I know. Just wait, just wish that you just kept, they just gave him the ball. If I, I'm convinced that they kept doing that, that the Bears would have won that Super Bowl. But it's like that you goes, even see in in the run up, you know, he was in in the playoffs. He was scoring multiple touchdowns against the Saints, multiple touchdowns against Seattle. You know, all I, the way up to that Super Bowl, he was dominant. Like, and why you go away from that then, especially in in a game in the rain. It, 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 it made no sense. It People, like some of my friends that like sport other teams, 
will laugh at this when I say it, but especially one of my friends is a really big Seattle Seahawks fan, and he always goes on about like Seahawks taking the ball out of Marshawn Lynch's hands to give it to Russell Wilson. I have the exact same feeling when it comes to the Bears. If they just kept pounding the rock with Thomas Jones, I'm I'm convinced that they win that Super Bowl. And it's he's one of those guys that everybody loves to to support, right? Like when you look at any sort of a top 10 list, he has to be there. Like, even though he was only there for three seasons, still to get like basically 3,500 yards, right? 22 touchdowns. He also was a decent enough receiving option as well, catching 118 passes for 724 yards. Like, very, very, very good. Like, I think a lot of maybe a little bit kind of younger fans reminisce about Matt Forte, right? Because he came a couple of years after, but Thomas Jones is one of those players that like, I don't think he gets as much credit. Like when we talk about like the running backs, right. For the bears, obviously everybody's going to mention kind of the Walter Paytons and stuff. But then once they start mentioning more recent times, you hear people talk about Matt Forte. You hear people talk about, I know people will start, will mention a little bit, Dave Montgomery, kind of when Jordan Howard had some of those good years. But people do sometimes forget just how good Thomas Jones was. And I think it's it's one that people do need to do need to go back and kind of reminisce a little bit because he was a, a one a fantastic signing, but two even a, a fantastic locker locker room guy. And look, I I was a big fan of his. Um I think he, I think I remember from that time I had two Bears jerseys. One was an Erlocker jersey and one was a Thomas Jones jersey. So that tells you all you really need to know, especially when the Bears was were more defensive orientated and everybody loved like the cru- the crushing hits. But I think a lot of Bears fans fell in love with Thomas Jones really, really quickly. Um, there's a couple of comments in here as well that I want to get to for some of the other players. Um, so Broski mentions Mushin Muhammad. Yeah, that's definitely one that I think a lot of people mentioned that. And we're going to show some of the comments that people put in um, on the Twitter post as well a couple of days ago because there's a lot of different um, guys that I, I did not think of them all. Um, another one here he mentions is Ted Washington and Akeem Hicks. Yeah, Akeem Hicks was a was an interesting one because like he was one of those second wave free agency signings. I remember that specifically because it was either the Bears or the Detroit Lions were the two teams that were involved in Akeem Hicks. And he visited the Bears, but he had a visit lined up with the Detroit Lions. But the Bears didn't let him leave. And he ended up signing with the Chicago Bears. And as they say, the rest is history. He was fantastic for, for the team that year as well. Um, another really good one here from Broski mentioning Tim Jennings. He was a really good one as well. Like he was kind of to be that compliment to um Charles Tillman, but ended up in a couple of those years having a lot of like really, really impressive years. I always remember he'd always be on the jokes machine the whole time. Always wanted to get more and more interceptions. So you had like Peanut punching the ball out and kind of Tim being that kind of ball hawking type guy. And look, it was it was great. And look, I I enjoyed it a lot when we got to kind of see some of those guys. But look, it's it's really really interesting to kind of go back on this. And we're going to talk about some of what people were saying. Um, but before we do, um, we want to thank the sponsors of 
the Irish Bear Show. This has been one of these that we've kind of been lining up for quite a while. And look, it's the first time that I've been on the show where I've got to kind of talk about this. And it's one that we've kind of spoken about um, before in the past. It is Manscaped, right? So everybody knows it's summertime, right? Like it's getting hot out there. As we say, in terms of the likes of Thomas Jones protecting the ball for the Bears, you need to protect your balls, right? And Manscaped is the company to do that. And with their support, um, they've provided us a performance package 4.0, which is kind of what they're kind of putting out to the market this summer, which is, look, it's very important as it gets warmer and they're giving you so many different things here. I have a couple of them beside me here, which I am going to show people, but before I do, um, we do have a 20% off code, as you can see in the screen, for Irish Bears, right? So before we get into absolutely everything here, one thing is I'm just going to show you what you get. So I have my box here, right? Box here. So you can get, right, your trimmer. This is what I never thought I would want is, but it's actually very, very good. You have your ball toner. You have some deodorant for your balls, right? And what they do here as well is they give you some really nice boxers too. So look, Manscaped has you covered. They have us covered over the last while. But really, it's it's one of those. I think everybody's had some sort of accident over the last couple of years using some shoddy products. But Manscaped, they are really, really good. And look, in terms of what you get out of the Performance Package 4.0, the Lawnmower 4.0 is that's the kind of the trimmer. Like I use it all the time now. It's it's kind of a, a game changer for me in terms of um, even something simple as having that kind of 4K, 4,000 uh, LED spotlight kind of helps if you're in the shower, if you need to do, if you need to a little bit of kind of extra in terms of knowing what you're doing down there and don't be cutting yourself. So it, it does help. Again, it's the the idea that you can actually use it in the shower not like one of these that's not waterproof and stuff like that so i think that's really good it kind of gets rid of the mess tony mentioned this on a previous show as well one of the other things you get is that weed whacker and look with the summertime you're gonna need it everybody is gonna need it and manscaped have you covered with this again it's really good just in terms of what they give you in terms of this performance package 4.0 you get your lawnmower 4.0 you get the weed whacker you get the crop preserver you get some of the other goodies that I mentioned. Like you get the the boxers, you get a travel bag. Look, everybody's traveling in the summertime. Get all that stuff with you. Don't forget it. Like protect your balls. <laughs> it's an important time of the year to do so. So look, as we said, manscaped.com, go over there, click in Irish Bears so for 20% off, free shipping worldwide. And we want to thank Manscaped for providing us with this. So we can kind of get that out to you guys as well. So look, head over there order something even if it's your travel pack do that it's summertime you're probably going to be traveling around don't let it get too hot down there all right lads <laughs> you know you know what we, you know what you need to do and order from manscaped and just tell them the irish bears sent you um but look with that we are going to move on to actual bears conversation and the one thing that i think is ah yeah exactly tony right carry on talking balls what's new that's all that's all we do around here but look it's it's going to be interesting when we kind of look at what everybody else has kind of mentioned in terms of this whole conversation, right? Like we're talking about um, the most hype free agency signings. And it's interesting because we put out the post 
and some people still um, started speaking a little bit more about some of the trades. But we are going to um, go through some of the uh, responses that we did get here. So I'm going to put this up on the screen now. So let's see. Here we go. So um, just going on to our Twitter page. So this was the post a couple of days ago. So the Bears have made massive free agent moves over the years. But who was the one signing you that had you most hyped at the time, right? So the player that I said, obviously, was Julius Peppers. We had about, like, I can't so many different players that came up but we have a couple guys so deeks who's been on the show before alan robinson had him pretty pumped that's got to be number one not counting julius um jared allen so look that's an example of one where people may have been hyped about but it didn't work out martellus yeah that one really had me hyped jared allen that was such a disappointment she's that i really thought like that was that was a great move for the bears and everything was really going to pan out with that and again, as, as you said there, and as I said earlier, you know, there were ones you really thought couldn't miss, and they did. And people like Hicks, as you mentioned earlier, was one of the ones I was thinking of that. I wasn't overly hyped about Hicks coming in. As you say, it was a kind of a later on, it was a second wave, and he turned out to be unbelievable. So, you know, that, that's the fun of it. Like, you just don't really know what's going to happen until you see them on the field. That's it. Like, it's, that's where, it, but I think that's a really good example, right? Like, Jared Allen got a lot of people excited because he was still productive with the Vikings at the time. And then you think he's coming in for the Bears and like it, it just didn't work out because he was he was done, right? Like he, he had nothing left. Um Deeks also mentions Tremaine Edmonds. We said that. So again, we have we're, we have a bunch of people that have mentioned Khalil Mack. Again, that's a trade. Uh Jay Cutler, a trade, and Brandon Marshall. It was another one that we get a lot of, as you will see as I go through a couple of these. So Brendan, another friend of the show, Musin Muhammad, again, receiver was so bad at the time. Bears went out, got a guy who went 1,400 yards and 16 touchdowns to fix it. Again, that's one that you constantly see coming up. And I agree. I think a lot of people were very, very excited when they got to see him. I would have just hoped it would have had kind of a, a longer lasting effect right just on that moose and thing i was actually only a few weeks ago i seen a little kid when i was uh in a field out there where i live or a park walking through a little kid about six or seven wearing a muhammad jersey and i was like that's just weird <laughs> it's not the jersey i expect to see a six or seven year old kid wearing here but yeah so definitely he also made an dad. impact on, on that kid's parents or something who knows but yeah definitely took his dad's jersey or, yeah, so, yeah. or something like that um yeah actually just to go into the comments tony um mentions willie young was an interesting one i don't think willie young was successful but i don't think he was one where people were like extremely hyped about it. i think wasn't didn't willie young come in the same free agency class as jared allen um or was he the same one as lamar houston it was it was definitely where the bears signed two at the same year um so that's that is a good one okay we have a couple of ones that we mentioned earlier alan robinson i think that one was people got hyped because we saw obviously mitch trubisky coming in and everyone was like there's no help for him there was no receivers that year and then they end up signing a rob who was kind of coming off an acl tear but a lot of people had him as the number one receiver in that free agency class they also got taylor gabriel that year and i think and um what was what was the guy's name from philadelphia i thought trey burton trey burton yeah so a lot of people were very excited that year 
Um, we've Tyler mentions Rex Grossman on a one-year contract to stay with the Bears. Got him excited. Um, let me just see. There's, see, there's a bunch of people that have mentioned um, trades, which we will go into a little bit. But I want to see did anybody come up? Um, did anybody come up with some different? names most of them are kind of cutler marshall mac again a lot of these kind of trade scenarios that came up um while i go through this um julius peppers yeah you have one for thomas jones here again a lot of people musa muhammad comes up again this is a funny one mike glennon <laughs> very very funny but yeah that would be on the other side of things but again i imagine I, mike lennon and his agent were very happy and excited about that trade uh, that was probably the one that I was pissed about. This is a good one. Eric Kramer, he was really, really good. And um, Brian Cox, that's another one. Some of the kind of older, some of the older guys. I think a lot of them have been mentioned in terms of the absolutely top ones because we mentioned Tim Jennings was one. Um, we mentioned Akeem Hicks, like Ruben Brown, a guard um, that came in, helped to win back-to-back -back NFC North titles. Um, would be an interesting one. Um. I, I haven't seen it yet, but I would have I would have thought I would have seen a couple of Danny Trevathans in here as well. Um, Gridiron Assassin saying John Tate was a big signing, as was Thomas Jones and Musa Muhammad. So a lot of kind of some of the similar guys. I want to see does anybody else come up with some. Oh, this is an interesting one. Call me a little nuts. This is from Mooch Chicago. He says, but I thought Prince of Mukamara was such a solid signing and play guy. So. That was an interesting. I remember that free agency period where everyone was like, Are the Bears going to sign a corner? What's going on here? Because they badly needed one. And I think they were in for um, Stefan Gilmore, but then he ended up going to the New England Patriots at the time. So that was a that was an interesting one. We have another Jared Allen here. Um, let me see. Is there any other ones before we talk a little bit about some of the trades? um okay so we have a couple other ones so half these people yeah um whatever the the better question might be is the worst free agent oh, we'll get to that as well <laughs> there's a lot of the bad ones um let me see i'll go through these last couple um yeah okay cool so i think one or two that i kind of would pick out maybe in more recent years i thought danny trevathan was one that a lot of people were very hyped because look he just won the super bowl with the denver broncos obviously it helped that john fox was coming to the bears he looked really good in that super bowl and he still had all of that athleticism he came in the same year that jarell freeman did and i think a lot of people were looking that this could be a really good tandem for the bears and to be fair they were until obviously jarell had a, a couple of issues um in his kind of personal life that kind of quickly ended that kind of relationship there but again it was it was one of those that was good but i think we've mentioned some of the main guys but as we've said some of these here is there any that you kind of think that maybe you were excited about but it do, it, it wouldn't be that kind of top of the range player but you were just excited because you thought it was a really good fit with the bears i remember at the time when they signed chester taylor who was at the vikings and I mm -hmm. thought he was going to come in and be a, 
a productive running back. You know, he was a dual threat. He could he could receive the ball. He could run. And I thought he was going to kind of work out to to maybe be something not like top top. You know, Thomas Jones or anything. But I thought he could be a, a productive running back. It never really clicked. Um, I remember Eddie Royal when we were bringing him in for Cutler. Yeah. Because I'd actually had Royal, I think, a year or two before in my fantasy team, and he'd been amazing. So I remember they were signing him because he was coming to play with Cutler because they were mates and they'd been together in Denver. So I was kind of was excited about that one to see, you know, how that might pan out. Like, there were a few out there that I was excited about. There was Orlando Pace coming in. I knew he was obviously well past his, you know, his, his sell by that at that stage. But as per usual, Bears offensive line, I was just praying to get someone in who could, who could do something. But yeah, there, like there were a few out there that were players I was maybe not hyped, overly hyped about, but I, I was kind of interested because I thought, you know, if this one clicks, it could really kind of be something. Jimmy Graham coming in, you know, he'd been a, a top, top tight end for years. You know, when the Bears brought him in, he. You know, he was he was past it at that stage. He got a few touchdowns. He was a good red zone target, but he wasn't much other than that. But yeah, look, there were, there were plenty. As I said, I could take any free agency sign, and in my head, I could hype them up that they were going to be amazing. And there were a few of them, but unfortunately, as we say, a, a lot kind of didn't pan out the way we hoped. But yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of players that stick out as players that I wasn't thinking were going to be superstars, but I was just kind of wondering, like, if these click, these guys could could be productive and could contribute a lot. And for most of them, it just never really clicked the way we would have hoped. Yeah. Like I, there's a couple that I always remember. And I think that people go back to the free agency ones in the bad end in the Ryan Pace era. I think one that people got excited about because they thought it was going to be a good fit was Pernell McPhee, but obviously his, his knees were done. Like he was signed in like 2015 and then he got cut in 2018 I think he had a couple, he was kind of like a splashy player at that time. I remember Antrell Rowe was one of those guys that everybody remembered from the time with the, the New York Giants. Everybody thought that he could be something and turned out to be kind of a bunch of nothing. Um, Actually, sorry, can I just say, Kieran, sorry, could see Broski there has a Cardell Stewart. I remember talking about Cardell on the show before. I was actually, I forgot about him today, how did I forget? I was hyped about them getting him. You know, I thought he could come in and do a great job for the Bears at quarterback, and, and and that never really panned out. But yeah, that that's just another one. I can't believe I didn't even think of that today. Yeah, it's it is crazy to think of. Like even in that year with kind of when we spoke about like Alan Robinson and stuff like that, I think a lot of people were just as hyped about when they're bringing in Taylor Gabriel because he was that kind of speed guy that everybody was looking for. It was one of those. Like, even one that I remember, I wasn't, like, completely sold on, but I thought, oh, maybe it might have worked, was Haha Clinton Dix, because I thought he was a good fit in. Coming from, like, Alabama, you had, kind of, you already had Eddie Jackson here. You're like, can we get these two guys together? And didn't didn't really kind of work out. A couple of funny ones here. Adam Archuleta is, was <laughs> one. Yeah, you mentioned Cordell Stewart, Philip Daniels. Yeah, like there's there's so many of them that didn't pan out. But look, to finish the show today, um, I wanted to talk about the ones that people were talking about in the comments. And that's more in terms of the trades, right? So I think for me, the <clears throat> the only move that kind of comes close to how I felt in Julius Peppers was Khalil Mack. That one was literally, I remember I woke up really early that morning 
and I started seeing kind of all these like rumors of uh, Khalil Mack is could be on the move, and I started seeing like the Packers and all this, and then suddenly it's done, and he becomes a bear. And you just saw like I think it was players on the team were like putting out videos of return of the Mac and stuff like that, and everybody just got hyped and everybody was just so excited because it was so close to the season already. So it was one of those where you didn't have time to process it. Training camp was basically done. It was what a week before the opening game against the Green Bay Packers, which Khalil Mack nearly won that game by himself, which was remarkable. But I think that was one where people were insanely hyped. I think as a kid, the only other one that I remember just because like, I remember my family, obviously, when I go and visit them in the summertime, everything was about Jay Cutler. Cutler this, Cutler that, Cutler this, Cutler that. And I was like, this is this is going to be interesting. Because at that time, like, you paid attention to kind of what was going on and some of the other teams. But you're more focused within the NFC North. But I always remembered um, when the Cutler move went. I think I had just, like, finished watching. Remember, it was like an old South Park episode where they slagged jay cutler off and i was like oh please tell me they're not gonna be true here <laughs> so like while well, everybody was so excited i was like i just hope he's good but it was nothing like for me the khalil mack trade because that one i was like felt like a kid again where literally i think all i started doing was watching khalil mack raider clips until we got to see him from the bears and i think that was one of the best moves like obviously hindsight is like is you know you you didn't end up mate. Well, you didn't go far in the playoffs. You didn't win much with them, but just for pure excitement, if Mitch Trubisky was the guy, that would have been a perfect trade. That's and but that's that's, that's what that problem. trade comes out. That's that's the sad part about about that trade. You had to have the quarterback in place to make that trade, and unfortunately, they thought they did and they didn't. And if they had a and, and it's all ifs and buts, and we are where we are now. But if they, I'm convinced, if they had taken Mahomes or the other guy who's at the Browns now. I'm convinced then they make that Mac trade. I think they at least go to a Super Bowl. I, I, think I we, genuinely think that. And I think you needed to have the right quarterback in place if you were going to give up what you gave up for Mac because obviously that impacts there and your draft picks going for a couple of years. And unfortunately, Pace just made made the wrong call at quarterback. And I think that that move was doomed then when he went with the wrong quarterback. And let's yeah. say he gets the right quarterback. I think we're looking at that in a different light. But look, who knows where we are now? We have Justin Fields, and you know, hopefully going forward, it'll uh, it'll all pan out right in the end. But there's one thing you said about the Jay Cutler move there that kind of upset me, Kieran. You said you remember when you were a kid and they signed Jay Cutler because I yeah. wasn't a kid when they signed Jay Cutler. So you're you're making me feel old now. Well, when I say a kid, I I can't what I can't remember what year that that was. But all I remember was. Because this is towards the this is so I would have went and visited in the summer to my family and at this stage my uncle was very sick and I always remembered I wanted to like go over and do something special for him and I would have I I was probably in my teenage years and maybe I can't remember what year this was but I remember going over and I think it was. 2009 so yeah i would have been about what 17 at the time maybe 16 I was well 17 past my teenage years at that moment yeah you make me feel I, old now I, I think i was like 16 or 17 at the time but like i would have worked first time like having money and stuff and i remember going over I remember that he was sick 
and he was so excited about Jay Cutler being the quarterback of the Bears. And the first day that I arrived in, in Chicago, I was like completely like out of it from jet lag and stuff. But first thing I did is I went down to the store and I bought him a Jay Cutler jersey because I was like, it was the one thing I wanted to do because I bought one for myself, obviously, but I bought one for him as well because it's one of those things where you saw the excitement and it was kind of, the, he was the one that kind of brought me into the Bears family. So I think that was something that I always remembered kind of going back. And that's why I think I will always have fond memories of the Bears getting Cutler, even though it, it caused some, some heartbreak on the field. But I think it's some of those kind of close relationships that you do remember of some of these moves, right? Like when I think of some of the free agent moves and some of the trades, I often think of where I was at the time. What was I doing? Like I will always remember this year in terms of the DJ Moore. I remember having to rush back from the gym because I'm like, this move is happening. We need to get on to be able to talk about this move because I remember somebody tipped me off being like, you need to get home because this is about to go down. So it was, uh, it's, it's the same sort of kind of feeling, but yeah, it was, I do think the, the Jay Cutler one was right up there with kind of. That, that was huge for me as well. <clears throat> so I, I think I was working late that day and I, I hadn't checked anything. And a friend of mine, Brian from the Irish NFL show rang mm. me and he's like, are you excited? And I was like, fuck you talking about? I'm just, just coming home. Like sign Jay Cutler. God. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been a quiet build up. I don't remember the build up to, to the move. It must have been quiet because I was completely stunned. And I was I was like, Are you serious? Are you joking? No, no, you signed Jay Cutler. Scrambling over to the, the laptop to put it on. So I, for me, that was a I, I remember that that was a huge move. Like I really thought we have got a quarterback now. What what are what are the Broncos doing trading this guy? Like, well, I don't know what's happening here, but we have a quarterback and this is amazing. And uh, for me, the hype for that was was huge. Probably even more than the hype I had for Mac, to be honest. I, I just because you just think you have it's, this young quarterback who can be there for for ten years, like yeah. And he, unfortunately, he, it just didn't pan out the way he, again the way you want. Because he just came off like that Pro Bowl year, and you're like, this is great, all this sort of stuff, and that kind of leads to the last one that we'll talk about here, and that was Brandon Marshall, and that was another one because I think everybody just looked at. B Marsh and and Jay like really really close and that this was you're finally finally getting a number one receiver and then very soon after the Bears draft Alshon Jeffrey who a lot of people really liked as well I think I I remember that year I think I remember all the mock drafts had like Alshon going like really early one of the first receivers, I think that was the same draft that like Kendall Wright was coming out and all that sort of stuff. And for once, I think we're, and then they signed Martellus Bennett and we're like, oh, we actually have receivers here. But unfortunately we didn't have the coach and that's kind of what let that down. And that's why you hope this time around what the Bears are doing, that they're building it in the right way and that you can get excited for moves like DJ Moore. You get, you get excited for the development of Justin Fields, but at the back of your mind, you hope that the cards kind of draw in the right direction where it, it works out and it's the right situation because these moves in isolation are really, really good. The Khalil Mack move in isolation was fantastic, but the problem was the quarterback wasn't right. And because the quarterback wasn't right, the move didn't work out. Like if you did draft Patrick Mahomes, right? 
Clomac's probably still a bear. And the Bears are at least competing in the playoffs and people be like, that was a successful move. But that's not what happened, right? Brandon Marshall comes in first year, extremely good with Jay Cutler. Obviously, second year, it just like, under Mark Trasman, it just completely collapsed. They all lost respect for him and then they all kind of just started fighting with each other. Yeah, and that Cutler, kind of fell Cutler apart. And Marshall really fell out then, didn't they, at that point then? Yeah, he, they needed a strong coach. I think, like, if you have Bruce Arians with Cutler and Marshall, I don't think that happens. And yeah, but in fairness, Kieran, you can't be bringing Arians in because he wouldn't do the mock uh, press conference. Why would you bring someone in who can't do a mock press conference? Fucking stupid. Anyway, hopefully we're over these type of scenarios with, with the Bears. But look, this was... I always enjoy doing some of these shows to kind of look back on things. But we do have a couple of shows coming up over the next while. Um, next week, we have a show where we will be breaking down kind of the five moves that the Bears could make that will make them NFC North favorites. We will be joined by Robert Schmidt for that show. Um, obviously, he's a good friend of the show, has just kind of started working with the Bears blog as well. They're good friends of the show. So he's going to be coming on next Tuesday. We're going to talk about some of the moves that we believe can actually propel the Bears to being one of the favorites in the NFC North because I don't think there is a clear favorite right now. And is there something that this team can do that can make them kind of where we're talking of them as they should be competing and trying to win this division. And I do think there's a couple of moves that can be made. We'll be also um, doing some in-depth analysis of some of the draft picks over the next couple of weeks. We will be starting with Roshan Johnson because I think starting on the offensive side of the football, we'll start with the running backs because obviously that is a crowded room right now. So that will be coming up soon as well. So there's going to be plenty of content here on the Irish Bear Show. Obviously, if there's any news that breaks, let's hope we don't have to do a show in terms of breaking news when it comes to this kind of these suspensions that are supposed to be handed down by the league for the gambling. Hopefully, hopefully it's more Detroit Lions and Packers players rather than rather than Bears players. But it seems like this is going to be a big one because there's at least one of the players from the Indianapolis Colts have been suspended for a year. They have obviously come out and gone into each of the facilities again and given all the players like very clear instructions about the rules so it'll be interesting to see how many players have got caught here um because i do remember there was like a report about a month ago saying that there's a substantial number of players that are about to get a suspension so have to hope it's nobody important for for the bears or that it's just nobody on the bears but obviously if that does come down we will be live and we will kind of break that down as well um hopefully we won't have to do that um again i just wanted to just tell people again for anybody who wasn't um listening a little bit earlier that we are really thankful that manscaped um have sponsored the show um it's it's something look in the background we've been working on sponsorship stuff to the show again to try and help get you guys more kind of analysis and coverage because obviously to try and to try and do that to requires more and more time for us. And look, we we're really grateful for what Manscaped has been able to do. Look, it's it's good for you guys if you, if you want to order something from there. It can be as simple as ordering ordering boxers from from Manscaped. Get twenty percent off. Just put the code Irish Bears in there. You get free shipping and stuff. So it's really a, a win win situation for everybody. So 
if there's something that you always thought that you liked Manscaped, but you wanted kind of a discount code, you wanted to get a little bit of a price off again, you can do that with Irish Bears. We're thankful that they've helped us in terms of sponsoring the show, and then we can help you guys in terms of just ordering whatever you guys want from Manscaped. So again, go to manscaped.com, click in the code Irish Bears into your cart, and you'll get 20% off and free shipping. And again, we just want to say... Thanks to Manscaped for sponsoring the Irish Bear Show. Um, but look, no, that's that's all we have time for today. We will be kind of coming back with a bunch of shows over the next couple of weeks. We know, I think it's still 30, something, 30 days until training camp starts. I can't wait because I hate this time of the year. It's so boring. I just want football. But look, we have to get through it. But we just have to think about it. It's 30 days and then we have football for like another, what is it? seven eight months of the year so that's all right i have my two-week holidays booked in between so that's gonna that's gonna take away that little bit of a gap for me smart man yes i actually did want to mention this he broski bear said it a little bit earlier on um ryan mallet um i just want to pay our respects very very young only 30 35 i think i remember when he was drafted by um wasn't it the patriots at the time yeah um really really sad story but look we want to pay our respects to him, his family, friends, anybody associated with the New England Patriots organization. But look, guys, we we appreciate every every comment. We appreciate you guys kind of putting in your comments and putting it and liking the videos and kind of listening to us over on audio. We really appreciate it. It, it helps us when we know that you guys are enjoying the content. So we really, really do appreciate the, the love and, and support for the channel. And look, we are this is just kind of a, a little break in between in terms of some of these videos. We cannot wait to get down, breaking down actual football again and kind of conversing with all of you great people that come into the chats. Again, make sure that you follow us over on Twitter. You can follow us over on Instagram as well. Make sure that you like the video. Make sure that you comment on the video below as well. Um, because again, that helps us get more kind of ideas of what you guys want to want to talk about if you are listening on spotify please give us a five-star review please follow the podcast over on the audio platforms and until next time all we can say is bear down bear down